0: Silver bullets and wooden stakes littered the floor around us as we stood in the halls of the Master Monk. Somewhere, in New York, a Red Zeppelin burned as it crashed into the water. Batman hadn't done good work, but it didn't seem meaningful. He was just going through the motions, checking off boxes. Hey, I'll cut him some slack, though. It was year one. Maybe he'd get into a stride with a couple more villains with colorful names instead of Creatures of the Night and the Scarlet Horde. Maybe he just needed a partner. Hi, I'm John. And I'm
1: Matthew. And we're the DC Detectives.
0: It's our job to go back through the annals of DC history and chronicle
1: the evolution of all your favorite heroes from start to every reversible finish. Alrighty, so it's December 1939. We're on issue 34 of Detective Comics. So Bruce is in Paris still, which is a weird thing because the issue before this is The Scarlet Horde in New York. I don't know if you caught that. I didn't. So I was writing my notes, hmm. and I'm going, huh. This, this I think, is more evidence of the point of the Scarlet Horde issue was current events specific and timed specifically for the fact that this was occurring, which is also why I think Bill Finger wrote it, because Gardner hmm. Fox probably had this as, like, the Paris trilogy. <laughs> like, three yeah, stories yeah, that are right in Europe for Batman. Hmm. And I'm, I'm wondering if it's one of those things where they go, hey, look, we got a... Hold off on your third story because Nazis and war in Poland. Can we do this other thing that we had, you know, Bill Finger write? Yours is coming out. It's just going to come mm-hmm. out a month later. And I think at this point he probably wouldn't have cared because it was just, I'm getting writing credit. Gardner Fox does a lot of comics writing further down the line for DC. So does Bill Finger. Bill Finger's credited with a lot of Batman villains. A lot of character creation. Gardner Fox, I I think, has written some, like, 4,000 DC stories for different titles. Holy God. He's a very, very prolific writer. But he writes, I think, Justice League, Legion of Superheroes, very outlandish titles that have more sci-fi, more magic in them than Batman usually gets, which is why it feels strange for Batman when you have werewolves and things like that. Or, for instance, Batman's walking down the streets of Paris, leaving his hotel, as Bruce Wayne, and he goes like, hey, that guy looks like my friend Jed Farnell." turns the guy around, the guy has no face. If you're a fan of The Question like I am, I was like, holy crap, yeah, it's The Question. Yeah. And it wasn't, it's Even not. wearing green and everything. Right. But the best part is, the guy says, I don't blame you, I, give, I gave you a shock, not having any face. Don't worry, I'm sorry. It's it's so weird, because the guy just leaves, and Bruce says, that's mighty queer, a man without a face. I'd like to look into this, but, and then, and it just, but, it just cuts off. There's no dot, dot, dot. There's no hyphen. And that, that's the point where he goes back to New York and fights not Nazis. You, you would think. But then we get another panel of a blonde woman going, oh my God, this Duke d'Orterre, or I don't know how you would pronounce Probably it. Probably Duke d'Orterre. Duke Dauterre. And I did okay. look it
0: up, near as I can tell. There is
1: no area or title remotely like Orterre. Okay, but it's a duke. In English terms. Some duke is threatening her, but this guy is Duke d'Orterre, Master of the Apaches. And I really, really tried not to cringe at that, because we're going to exposit a bit here that the Apaches were a gang in Europe, and they were called the Apaches because Europeans equated their savagery to Native Americans. And that's really Mm. not Okay. Because Native Americans are lovely people, and yes, like all cultures, they have their own types of warfare and bad parts of history, because we all have dirty parts of our history. But to equate European savagery with probably people you've never met or seen or had any contact with at this point, other than, like, nickel-and-dime Western novels, is really insensitive, Okay, that's weird. Yeah, it's it's so, a very there. These are a very mm-hmm. strange people. There's movies about them. There's Italian films about them. Of like, there, this was a thing in in Europe. And you'd probably, if you were from Europe, you probably knew about this. And you're like, ooh, okay. But I have no idea if circulation for these comics was getting to Europe. But mm-hmm. regardless, this blonde woman gets into a cab, which of course Bruce Wayne is also in because how else would the plot move forward? It's the and horse man. Why? While, <laughs> while they're in the cab. A knife is thrown at them, and it lands into the back wall of the cab. And I'm just sitting here going, is the, are the cab windows open? It's a soft-top cab? What's happening here? It's better. Look at the arrangement
0: of where they're sitting between the two panels. At some point, they switch. she
1: moves towards where the knife hit. Oh my god, she does. She enters frame... From the left, Bruce is sitting on the right, and then in the next panel, she's on the right, Bruce is on the left, in a way that suggests that she's almost pushed him out of the way of the knife, but really what's happening is, I guess, he's pulled her out of the way because he sees it, because of course it's Batman, Batman at this point is is doing the saving, not being saved. Bruce, of course, tells her to get out of the cab, he runs with her on the streets, she faints, and No-Face shows up again, and No-Face, I'm just going to call him that from now on. Uh, He has a name. Charles Mare, which again, the question's name is Charlie Victor Sage. Really? Yeah. So Charles Charlie, I really hope someone was a big student of Batman and just decided to make the question this guy. And the blonde woman is his sister, and he says, "Look, um, we've had a we've had a run in with the Duke before. We met him at a mask ball. He wanted his sister, but when he interfered, the Duke." used a machine to remove his face. We're going to gloss over that because these are comics. And (laughs) And specifically,
0: this is this era of Batman comics. I counted it up. The Ruby story that we're going to get to later is only the second no magic, no super sci-fi story. Weird. Yep. Huh. Yeah, Batman at this point is not just dealing with crazy psychopaths. More to the point, he's just dealing with super tech all the time. Or a cult. Well, Yeah and and the cult also had
1: super tech. Right, that's true if you read Hellboy. So Bruce decides, well this is no good, I'm going to just I'm going to help you guys out and reveals his identity to these two people and terms... does he does he it's Let's put it this really way. weird. Br- okay, so I'm going to say that he does because the line at the top of the panel where he comes back as Batman says Bruce Wayne disappears but the Batman enters. And the woman says, "I have heard of you, the Batman" and the and the man no face just says, "I will give you instructions." And may the Lord help you. I'm assuming he they know. Because why would he give this man instructions if he's just like, who are
0: you? The other line that I like is Bruce actually says, as myself, I cannot help you.
1: Right. So it, it's We're very... going we're to we're chalk this up to he has revealed his identity to these two French people. The first people. These are the first people that he ever reveals his identity to. And it's two French people that he's never met before in his life.
0: Well, we're not actually sure they're French.
1: We're not true, but His they're... name
0: certainly is French. Her name is not really. It isn't. Carol.
1: Yeah, but K-A-R-E-L. K-A-R-E-L. That's true. So, Batman goes into the sewers where apparently the Apaches are known to hang out, because why not? These guys are blue berets, red shirts, nice ascots, blue pants. They look really fun. Batman beats the crap out of them. He's choking one guy, being like, you know, where's the Duke? Where's the Duke? And, of course, the Duke shows up, and... In the sewers... Looking spiffy. He looks like he just came from the opera. He's got a cape, he's in a tux. He also, however, has the Dr. Death head. He's got the elongated head, he's got pointy ears, he's got a mustache. I want to say he actually looks like Sinestro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a really, really strange design choice. that The super thin mustache. I'm curious as to who decided that villains had to have pointy ears strange European villains or strange intellectual villains had to have pointy ears. Is that a statement on something? I would actually say it's probably... For a villain, you probably either want all
0: lines and harsh angles, or you want something that's intentionally like beaten and misshapen. So I'd say ears are probably a reflection of that. And this, in this case, he's very much the refined gentleman villain.
1: So It's just interesting to me because... His silhouette looks very much like the old Batman hood. Yeah, alright. And you're, that's you're just correct. weird yeah. to me. Uh, Batman makes a flying leap towards the Duke, but is stopped by a blinding light, which shoots forth from the end of the Duke's cane. We're not sure what that is. That's never mentioned again. Super tech. But the Duke takes Batman, brings him back to his castle or base of operations, I would assume. And there's a giant stone wheel that he puts Batman on. And he calls it the wheel of chance. I don't know why. There's nothing to do with luck in any of this theme. No, he actually does. He does say there's a chance you'll be thrown
0: off or you'll be driven mad by staying on it. Damned if you do, damned if you don't.
1: It's a 50% chance.
0: I wanted to... I genuinely (laughs) wanted to do the math to figure out, like,
1: okay, how much momentum does this thing have? Because there's a point where... You don't need to. Batman's done it. Batman knows everything. Batman's done the math. In fact, Batman doesn't need to because Batman legit just breaks out of the bond and this happens every single
0: time <laughs> in every of the issues that we go through anytime where batman is conscious
1: and tied up he will tense and break the bonds every single time oh so strange it's so weird and i guess i mean he's that strong but those look like leather straps but mm-hmm. like you would i do... think they're
0: actually ex- explicitly called out in yeah they're leather one...
1: leather thongs is what they're called um uh, normally you gotta pay extra for those <laughs> I have to imagine that's uncomfortable Oh god, it is, I'm sure But he breaks out and he's flipping around on this wheel thing And the Duke's freaking out But he's just like, wow, okay, just spin it faster Something's gonna hurt him And Batman gets launched off the wheel into a room Full of flowers with faces And we're not kidding here This is some weird Alice in Wonderland stuff
0: I actually, I dug around And I actually think there might be some Alice in Wonderland stuff Other than that I don't see any mythological figures of plants with human faces, at least of flowers. However, here's my headcanon. You mentioned that it's just generally not addressed afterwards and it makes no sense. I'm actually going to pause it. Those are all of the faces of the people
1: he's wiped the faces off of. Which makes it really weird. (laughs) It does. So, Duke d'Orterre's... Flower garden is full of the faces of people whose faces he's wiped off. That's my guess. I wanted that's to, all I can I wanted to say Batman's lost it because of the, the spinning around. All the blood's gone to his head, and he's tripping. But right at the moment where he... I recovers, like yours better. Yours yeah. is way cooler and makes the Duke way scarier. Mm-hmm. But that's, like, really strange to me that this this is a thing. Like, Batman even says, am I going mad? And then we do the next panel is the Duke. Is that his first moment of doubt? Possibly? And then outside we see the duke watching Batman and you know what it can't be in his head because when the duke is watching Batman the flowers have faces oh God, in the you're picture right. this has to be real this has <laughs> got to be a real thing these flowers is messed up um this is this is really strange cuz so the duke is totally aware that there are just a, there's a garden full of face flowers and he has a window into set it up. to see it because he's super creepy Yep. I love it. So the Duke sends for um, the blonde girl and No-Face to get captured. They're brought to this castle. He, of course, does the damsel in distress thing, takes the girl, but he puts No-Face on the wheel. And the flowers, interestingly enough, are giving Batman ideas. It's as Meanwhile, the Batman seems to hear the flowers murmur. I send my thoughts to you, stranger. You must release us. Follow the hedge to a glass door, which leads to the wheel room. The rest is up to you. That is a very conscious flower that has a face. Also, that's got to be a victim that knows this stuff. So I think you're right. That is, that's what's going on here. They just never let Gardner Fox explain that. That's, well, he may also not
0: have wanted to or just too much right. time. Because uh, this is actually a longer story. This is a
1: longer story than normal we've seen. This is closer to the 12-page one. Mm. So, he is getting longer stories. Batman goes into the wheel room, sees No-Face tied up. He frees No-Face with his... Gosh. He's, he's got to use those those weird ropes every time. And it's Does it specifically call out the silk ropes? His rope. It just says his rope okay. now. So, okay. it's no longer okay. silken according to Gardner Fox, but that's debatable.
0: Also, for the record, however fast that was going to be able to hurl oh, people it would, it would just into rip another his, room... It would yeah, rip yeah. his
1: arms off. It would rip Batman's arms off. He gets the he gets no face takes him out, dresses no face back in his coat and hat. He's like, by the way, I found these. No face also doesn't seem to have a neck with the way things are drawn. He just looks like a flat. He's popped his collar. Yes, he's popped his collar. That cool. Batman finds his plane, the bat plane, which is still also the bat helicopter plane. And what's really weird now is the bat plane is starting to look more and more bat-like. Mm-hmm. I didn't mention this back in the Crimson uh, in the Scarlet Horde episode, but the plane looks very decidedly like an actual bat, and it's kind of creepy. So he's flying this thing. He he finds the Duke in his car. He rope ladders down off the bat helicopter plane. Gets it's
0: actually a pretty good pose. Let the record show. Oh, this is a I great mean, I a good shot. I think we are starting to see a major improvement in the art throughout. Yeah,
1: Bob Kane is really coming into his style. He's really getting good at what he's doing. Um, Batman has it out with the duke on this car. He saves the girl the, because the girl kicks the duke into the window so Batman can get to him. Female agency. Woo! <laughs> he gets the duke, beats the crap out of him, jumps into his jumps to his rope ladder, and watches the duke fall to his death in the car. And that's body count one Well, for this
0: episode. Well, well, no. Two, the driver, who is explicitly not the duke. There is a separate driver you who has no participation
1: in the fight. Someone was driving the car the whole time. And you can see two separate ya sound effects. Oh my god, yeah. I was like, maybe the Duke was driving, but no, like, you're right, there had to be a driver, and that happened. And he also, he tells the driver to
0: go faster or something like that. Right.
1: That's, that's sad. Um, So Batman kills two people, and uh, the young girl, Carol, says, You've been wonderful to us. Mere words can't express how much we appreciate it, but won't you tell us who you are? At the end, the last panel... That, my dear, must be kept a secret. And now, au revoir. But didn't she know? Well, again, <laughs> we're getting back
0: to that question. Did did she act? Did they actually know? Oh gosh. Well,
1: I don't. I think they do. I think she's just being silly. So <laughs> we're gonna go to the next issue, which is a, a fun one. It's the the Ruby Idol issue, or yep. wh- whatever it's called. But the big panel is Batman's got a gun. Yep. <laughs> But it's got a gun and it's smoking and he's like ready to to, to pop some guys. It's kind of scary. Bruce is uh, hanging out with the commissioner again.
0: What color is the commissioner's hair right now? Right.
1: I noticed this. Okay. The commissioner is decidedly younger in this issue. He's got brown hair as opposed to the silver hair in which we see him in the first issue of Batman. Someone is either inconsistent, or someone has decided to make Gordon younger, and it's going to keep happening. It does. We're it, going to it see it different switches, hair colors. It switches a back times. and forth several times. Oh, it's not just between brown and white as well. It's that's true. It does switch. So uh, Bruce and the Commissioner are talking, and a guy comes in and he says, "Hey, look, there's a threat on my life. The guy who sold me this beautiful ruby idol uh, is dead. I got a threat from these people saying that they were going to come take it as vengeance for the god uh, Kila, and." Uh, <sighs> And I need protection. They're like, all right, fine. We'll look into it. Of course, Commissioner Gordon doing more work than a commissioner should be doing. He goes to investigate it himself. And of course, why not invite your young man friend along? Uh, <laughs> you keep saying it. I'm like gonna. That. I'm never gonna. I'm never gonna not now. It's also <laughs> described as a Hindu idol, and these are Hindu <sighs> worshippers, and you can tell because they have got no shirts on and they have turbans, and that's just super racist. This is Jabba racist. There's look. There's a
0: lot here to unpack and we're going to do that at the end of the issue because there is stuff that develops throughout that does kind of change how you might want to interpret it right but if
1: you hear me just sigh in the background there's understand a lot. why there's just a lot going on and so Bruce and the commissioner chase after these guys that they see who have kidnapped a man and as they're 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 chasing after him they kill the dude in the car and they dump him in the in the water nobody count for batman here this is this, this guy got killed. And Bruce, the commissioner's like, do you want to keep hanging out with me? And, and Bruce just says, no, I think I'm going to write a story about this one day. Because that's what Bruce does, apparently. Is he's just like a guy who writes interesting stories. We're going to cut to a uh, a man named Sin Fang. And it's not terribly racist for trial, but still a stereotypical old Asian man running a curio shop look. Um, he's just plodding away, saying some throwaway dialogue. We're just being shown him. The man who came to Commissioner Gordon initially, Commissioner Gordon's hair is, is gray now. The man who came into Commissioner Gordon, uh, the first place, says, Hey, um, you can take your men away now. The Ruby Idol is uh, in a burglar proof case, and I'm sure I'm safe enough, because that's the last thing anyone ever says when they get killed. And so Bruce decides to steal it himself. Because this is gonna, like, he's gonna like check it out, I guess. Like when the, when the yeah, police that, are... that's
0: more the vibe
1: that he, I got. he says. When the police are away, the rats will play. I think the Batman will take, will take a hand in this game. So Bruce goes to investigate, and it looks like there are like just regular mobsters there to try and steal it themselves. This is the first time we're actually really seeing Batman back chat in fights. And it's, you know, like, need any help, boys, as he surprised them. And don't you know it's dangerous to play with knives? Batman's awfully chatty. I, th-
0: I feel like there was one instance a little bit earlier in, but I think this is actually one of the first character moments for Batman. I think mostly it's later on. But, yeah, we're absolutely starting to see Batman as kind of the wisecracking, punch-happy hero.
1: So Batman finishes the fight with these guys after, you know, chatting with them. And suddenly the Hindus appear. And they kind of get the drop on Batman. They get the statue. The police arrive and they see that Batman is there with the statue gone. And they think he did it, of course, so he's got to escape. This is, again, some more instances of the police not being on par or not being so happy with Batman.
0: It's worth noting, I thought that this was one of the early instances of it. But it's actually the second issue that we looked at. Right. Uh, the jewel heist. They thought Batman right. was doing. They, they kind of they shoot
1: after him while he escapes. Batman goes to his super powered roadster, which, which is, is like a s- different color, different it's color, a different car. It's Batman colored, and it's got no top. And it's kind of got like an angry grill face, almost kind of bat-like, but not really. It's kind yeah. of almost got a shape to it,
0: but it's—you could see it being like a part of Brave Little Toaster. Yes, you could see it being a car that it... rages against the compactor at the end.
1: It's a car. It's a car kind that has a face. Way. So he goes to Sin Fang, where the Hind... because the Hindus have stopped in front of Sin Fang's place to go inside, but he goes instead to a local man Wong, who's the unofficial mayor of Chinatown, apparently. And he says, hey, do you know anything about this guy? And the guy, of course, helps him. He says, hey, you know, I can tell you what I want, but that guy is kind of shifty. He kind of deals with stolen goods. Batman goes to Sin Fang, and Sin Fang just says, like, oh, yeah, sure, I'll help you. But, of course, opens a room, and Mongols come out? (sighs) And these are guys with, like, no shirts, top knots. Not just top knots, I'm pretty sure those are cues. Yeah, and they've got big old curved swords, and it's just a mess right now. There's something yeah. going on. There's a lot of Asia going on in this episode. And I, the I I don't think,
0: would have any relevance if they are, in fact, Mongols.
1: Right. So Batman is fighting these guys, and he throws one of them into the other guy's sword, body count for Batman... And knocks the other dude out, and Fang's like, oh, I'm so sorry, that was a mistake. And goes, this room, this room, go in here. And of course, there's mustard gas in that room. Batman throws a, uh, a glass vial, and the pellet uh, smashes against the wall, and the glass pellet quickly mixes with the deadly mustard gas and makes it harmless. I don't think that's a thing that you can do.
0: I actually tried to look it up briefly. I didn't invest too much time.
1: I couldn't find anything, but, you know, it's Batman. Maybe he's got a anti-mustard gas gas. And then he, again, third time's the charm, Batman falls for another trap from Sin Fang, who keeps apologizing and saying that, like, I'm so sorry, man, this is so weird that this keeps happening. And grabs onto a pipe that this trapdoor has in it because there's a pipe leading down into the, also the pit. And he escapes, comes out, and watches Sin Fang from afar, because Sin Fang thinks he's one, and the guy wipes off yellow face makeup, and it's the dude who sold the idol to begin with. So he didn't get killed in the car by the Hindus. That was just a ruse to throw everybody off of his trail so he could sell this idol, and then Batman's like, you're a piece of shit, dude. What the hell? And the guy pulls a gun, and he shoots at Batman. Batman chucks the idol at him, knocks him in the face with it, The guy falls out the window, hits the pavement, and we see blood. That guy is so dead. That's another body count for Batman. It's so, it's like a lot happening. (laughs) So one thing I actually do want to get,
0: bring us around to. So let's think about what just happened there. We had a fight with two minions. We had a gas trap. And we had a pit trap, followed by an encounter with the boss. Now, does that remind you, perchance, of, say, a role playing system like Dungeons and Dragons?
1: <laughs> a little bit, yeah.
0: So I'm glad that we agree with that because Batman, if we assume that Batman is a seventh level monk, uh, these three traps and the final encounter with Sheldon Lennox are enough XP for Batman to level up to eight, and he gets 4,400 <laughs> GP and
1: 50 plus one arrows. <laughs> That's amazing that you found that. <laughs> and I think you're right. Batman would be classified as a monk because yeah. he's a hand-to-hand fighter. That's incredible. And specifically, 7th level makes sense because it's at a
0: point where monks, at least in 3rd edition D&D, which are the books I happen to have handy, stop having vertical like height restrictions to how high they can jump.
1: That's cool. I'm actually glad that we know Batman's D&D class now. Second so, second point here. Also, this is Detective Comics number thirty six. Batman is on two covers in a row. That's kind of a nifty you know thing for him. He's been rotating covers with some story, and then it's Batman, and then some story, and then it's Batman. Now he's two covers in a row. He's 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 graduated. It's worth noting the covers are almost
0: always using characters from, from the, the previous pre- story. Right. It's a little odd.
1: Right. So the cover for the uh, last story had. Uh, Duke d'Orterre on it or a guy similar to him this cover has two Mongols on the front of it even though it has nothing to do with that um and can we actually flip back to that really quickly yeah
0: so there's a lot going on here there's a lot going on in this story a Chinese that is man cultur- in,
1: a Chinese man in charge of Mongols but using Hindus to steal things
0: but it's worth noting, it specifically says that they were fake Hindus as part of the plot. That's the thing, is there is so much here that's part of the scam, that's like, I can't tell if that's actually culturally insensitive, or just the character using the... Cultural tropes th- to this, this kind of the like tropes, sell The tropes, the stereotypes, this. yeah. Uh, so, presumably, these were fake Hindus, presumably some, some pieces of the legends that they associate with the idol are not there, but... If Gardner, Gardner Fox, well, whomever it was. This is actually
1: Finger. Okay. This is Bill Finger wrote the case of the ruby idol. If, if he
0: actually thought that that was valid. Okay. So I did some digging and the closest I could find was that Kali. Okay. Working a little bit off of memory instead of my notes. uh, Kali is associated with not necessarily destruction, but sort of divine wrath uh, is considered to be an aspect of Parvati, who is the consort of Shiva. So there is this character who is kind of like that, but more Divine Wrath, less destruction, and and less life.
1: And you're thinking about this is because the idol is called Kila. Yes. And not Kali. Yep. Okay. So So
0: I'm pretty sure that somewhere along someone said, Hey, Mr. Finger, here's this cool story. Kali, goddess of destruction. Okay, I'm going to work with that. But this must be a game of telephone, because, man, it'd be roughly equivalent to, I guess, the closest thing I could think of is saying, this is Mary, goddess of awesome, and here's a statuette of her.
1: Done. Done. (laughs) I got it. Best story ever. So the next story is Batman just patrolling, doing Batman stuff, and he witnesses a drive-by. And the man, as he's dying, says to Batman, fog. 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 Strange. Fog. Strange. Strange, and then dies. Bruce kind of loots him, finds a little notebook. <laughs> uh, keeping uh, with the d That's, D&D that's what he does. Yeah, he, yeah. he loops the courts, fi- uh loots the corpse, finds a notebook, runs off. The police are now shooting at Batman again. This is another issue where the police are adversaries to Batman. He goes home uh, and reads the notebook, and the notebook is about a fog and a list of banks. And at the bottom... He kind of just reads it, into this that this guy is a, is a G-Man. He's an FBI agent. He doesn't agent. read
0: into it. The end of that page actually says, if this book is found, please return to the FBI. Oh, that doesn't get it. That's not going to give you away if you're an undercover <laughs> Exactly. Agent.
1: And it, that's straight up, that's what he is. He was in the car with the guys. That's not a drive-by. It looks like he escaped the car, got shot, and now, like, they must have found him out. They must have found mm. out that he was, yeah. he was an agent. So then he goes, oh, of course, you know, the FBI is not going to get the book till I, till I clear the Batman's name of suspicion of, of murder. <laughs> and he starts, like, again, thinking about, like, who, who do I know who does stuff like this? And we get the first shot of Dr. Hugo Strange, who is a well-known Batman villain. Those of you who may be familiar with him from the Arkham City game, he's the guy that runs Arkham City. And this is, again batman knows things you know professor hugo strange the most dangerous man in the world scientist philosopher and a criminal genius little is known of him yet this man is undoubtedly the greatest organized organizer of crime in the world bruce just knows things because no he can't have trouble it's too early too too few pages bruce has to know things so strange is going to be using this fog to as a cover to steal from these banks and the city gets hit at several of these spots Bruce is like, okay, I gotta just stake out one of these joints and and stop them. So, it's a, I guess a delivery of silver? At the Sterling Silver Company, these guys are gonna like, jack a Sterling Silver shipment. Batman shows up, and again, just lots of, lots of goofy dialogue for Batman. One thing that I do want to call out, not only
0: is it goofy in the line, somebody took the time, so these, the criminals, the robbers, are carrying out boxes of presumably silver right take a look one of them when getting hit one of them they throw they fall and the the box is in the air they've chucked it in the air it's
1: falling someone took the time to write handle with care on that (laughs) and by someone you mean Bob Kane Bob Kane is awesome Bob Kane knows what's up Um, just it's so funny thinking about Batman smack talking don't you think you would better keep two eyes on me Batman never talks Batman either never talks or he scares the crap out of people. It's Robin's job to be goofy. So Batman's beat the crap out of these guys. He says, this this ought to get the police force here. Shoots a gun off. Just shoots a gun off that he's got. This appears. Strange reads about how Batman's foiled his plan. Um, they, pl- they basically plan a trap for Batman at the next location. They start doing a, th- a robbery. Batman shows up. There's too many guys for him. He can't handle them. And eventually... He gets knocked out from behind uh, by a blackjack. One of the guys picks him up. They take him to Hugo Strange. Strange whips Batman? They hang him up by his wrists. Strange, like, Strange, who is dressed in very classy dinner wear, takes off his dinner jacket, rolls up his sleeves, and just begins to whip Batman in a very uncomfortable situation that you're just like, what is, this is like what you wanted to do to him? You don't want to kill him? You want to whip him? Also, Strange is jacked. <laughs> it, like It is.
0: Str- I actually don't have a good feel of modern Hugo Strange. No. Is he still portrayed as that kind of mixture
1: of both fairly beefy and really smart? No, he's an intellectual. <laughs> he's usually the guy who's like the psychiatrist at Arkham. Mm-hmm. He's not a, a guy you fight. He's a guy you put away. He's like Riddler. Not mm-hmm. like yeah, yeah. wiry like you would imagine Riddler is, but like not a fighter. I never think of Hugo Strange fighting. And it's just so funny because, you know, Batman, of course, again, breaks out of his bonds with his, his own strength. Tosses a gas pellet. Everybody starts to leave the room. Batman and Strange duke it out. Batman beats him up. Arrests him. And then he finds the this kidnapped engineer that he had read about previously who has been used to make this fog. Finds the guy. They dismantle the machine. Clarify
0: for me yes
1: for me if you will what exactly is creating the fog it doesn't really say it's it's a discovery of making concentrated lightning and that's it a concentrated lightning concentrated is ma- lightning is making fog
0: do they just mean repeated lightning strikes like almost like a tesla coil kind of thing or do they actually think that there is a separate kind of lightning
1: that you can create well, uh, if I've learned anything from DC Comics, it says there's lightning and there's magic lightning. Because when Captain Marvel says Shazam, the lightning can enter a room. Wait, what? Yeah. Oh, I didn't think of that. So there is two huh. types of lightning, at least in the DC universe, but I don't think this is... This so we've is, got
0: some magic tech
1: going on. It's possibly. This is more occult <laughs> tech than we've uh, than we've seen. And this guy's an electrical engineer, so maybe it is something electric. Um, Batman, of course, dismantles the machine with this this engineer's help. The fog goes away. The the criminals are kidnapped. But it's interesting that the radio is reporting that Batman is clearly being helpful. And so, we citizens of this city owe our thanks to one man, the Batman. Because of him, an arch-criminal is at last captured. Who is the Batman, Daddy? A great man, son. A great man. That is a really weird panel. Very. It's super weird. Because no one talks about Batman like that. We're going For a to while. see a
0: little more of that kind of feel good kind of stuff in later issues as well. Now, one thing I actually do want to talk about. For you, a lot of your early exposure to uh, DC, in my understanding, was very much a- the animated series. Yes. Looking at this issue, so you've got fog, you've got police. The reason that the police are so useless during this is because they can't see very far. You have this gloomy city. You have Hugo Strange. Some of his shots are like looming shadows cast behind him. A little bit of super science. Is this an animated series episode? Oh, absolutely. This feels like it has that same kind of gloominess, dirigibles overhead...
1: This is, this is very, that that is very much an animated series episode um, in the sense that it's cartoonish. Mm-hmm. It's a man stealing, it's, it's he, Hugo Stranger's a supervillain and because he uses super science to steal things. He's a criminal mm-hmm. and he's able to give Batman a run for his money fighting wise. He's a supervillain and it's a very interesting comparison to like say the Duke or Dr. Death or gosh, the, the Master Monk. Even Master Monk wasn't really a thing. He just hypnotized people and Batman shot him. <laughs> like, the Duke and Dr. Death and Hugo Strange are the only people I've seen fight Batman actively. Mm. And this is an animated series episode. I think you're absolutely mm. right. Because the next one is Batman foiling, like, spies. Which is really super weird because that is so, like, a warfare.
0: Well, <laughs> there's... I actually think this is a really well-constructed episode, or issue, but I'll go into why once we wrap up.
1: So we we have Batman patrolling around in his super awesome car, and he hears screams coming from the house. I don't think he's patrolling, actually. (laughs) Oh yeah, he's lost his way on a lonely road. Batman, not using GPS. He's lost his way, and he just hears, he sees a lone house in the distance, he wants to go ask for directions, and he, because you're going to ask directions Mm -hmm. as Batman. Hey, um, I'm lost. This is, I know I look really strange, but can you, how do I get back? And he's not
0: lost on like highways or anything. He's lost right next to a house in
1: the woods. He's gone on back roads. Yeah, he's definitely outside of the city. He just got back from Paris. Right, he's driving back from Paris. (laughs) (laughs) Which is apparently a coastal town. Of course it is. Batman hears screaming from inside. He sees that a man is being tortured. He begins to, you know, save this guy. He beats up all the bad guys. And the guy he frees knocks him out and then shoots all the other men in the room. And then when Batman wakes up, he's like, wow, I, di- I didn't do that, did I? Like, Batman, are you in the habit of shooting people? No, you kill them in various different ways, but you don't okay. shoot them. Can At least not, unless you're vampires. Can we get George Clooney to say, did I do that? <laughs> I, hope, I hope we could. If we had the power, we would. So Batman's reading the notes that one of these guys has on them. And uh, finds out there's a grocery store. And it's kind of one of these things where he's, it's, it's like a, a false front operation. He goes into the grocery store, you know, and pretends to order some stuff. And sees a guy that he thinks is the, is the criminal inside. And goes, well, this is clearly the place I need to go. Because the guy is called Turd. And he sees the name Turd on the list. He's like, oh, okay, i got to come back as Batman. Comes back as Batman. While these guys are discussing what they're going to do. They're going to do something at the docks. They're not sure what, but it's revealed later that they're going to blow up a boat. Batman knocks the lights out in a very Batman move to make everybody fight in the dark but puts on red sunglasses they look like cyclops goggles they look goggles. like cyclops's like ruby quartz like civilian sunglasses that he wears like they honestly to me they almost even look like the goggles they could look like the goggles you're right but he's got these on and apparently they're night vision goggles it's better it's better what's the exact phrasing to the, see, the Batman can now see in the dark as would a real bat. So he can see like they hear. Right. This is more bat gear, though. More mm-hmm. bat gear is yeah, being yeah. introduced and fighting in the dark. That's the first time we've
0: seen that, and that's Batman, such a Batman move.
1: Yeah, it's a level to almost not even level the playing field to make them off, put them on yeah. worse footing. It, this is the first he's time he's scaring
0: it. people like Batman instead of just holding people out a window like. Well, I guess modern Batman. This is, we're going to fight in the dark and you're going to lose. And I'm going to kick the crap out of you because
1: I can fight in the dark and you can't. But not because he can see in the dark or knows how to fight in the dark. It's more so that he has gear. But also, there's sort of that morally stronger, I live here. <laughs> I, I am I am, I am, the am knight.
0: Not a, I, I'm afraid of nothing. Except right. apparently the uh, loss of my parents.
1: Right. Um, he leaves them to think about the fact that he kicked the crap out of them. And they find the guy that shot all the other... Bad guys. A, the guy that Batman saved in the in the mm. beginning. They're like, "You're a traitor." How else would he know we were here? And then they stab him and they kill him. I, I wouldn't say that's Batman's fault because the guy knocked Batman out and then Batman went back. should have thought about this a little bit more. He should have, he should have at least protected them, protected him, but he mm. kind of lets this guy get killed. So he goes to the dock. These guys are going to put a bunch of dynamite on a speedboat and just run it into the ocean liner. It looks like Batman's there. They're fighting. They're fighting. Batman gets knocked out. They put him in a sack. They drop him into the water. Batman, of course, has a knife on him Mm -hmm. and cuts out of the sack, gets out, fights the guys. He, oh my God, come on, suckers, says Batman. Oh my God, why?
0: See, I actually don't mind it as much. I don't mind it, but it's so funny. This isn't my Batman, but it's very clear we're moving towards 1960s comedic Batman. Adventures Batman. Pop, yeah. Popcorn
1: Adventures, Batman. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so he's got to get on this boat. So Batman sprints to catch the boat before it leaves the dock. Gets on the boat, cuts the ropes that are making it stay on a straight course, spins it away. Has averted some sort of war because he initially finds out that these guys are spies and goes to Turg's home, finds that Turg is kind of disguising himself, and because he is uh, the other way around. He's not disguising himself? Or, Turg was
0: the disguise.
1: Turg was his disguise, but he finds out that this guy is a, is a I want to say like a socialite. Uh, count Grutt. Count Grutt, who is really a foreign agent, Grutt throws a saber at Batman. Batman opens a door and catches the saber on the door, which is really kind of a cool move. They go. They start fighting, they're fighting, they're fighting. Batman shoves him back into the door with the saber and kills Grut by like impaling his neck on the saber. <laughs> That's body count for Batman. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It's, it's one of those things where Batman has foiled another terrorist plot. And this is very reminiscent to me of the Lusitania. Well, it's... Yes, to a degree. But more than that, this
0: this actually... This is the first issue that makes sense, really. Cause, so let's go through it. First off, things that you may or may not have noticed. I didn't notice it on my sure. first read-through. So, uh, Grut and Turg... Backwards. <laughs> but it gets better. It gets oh better. Because the name of his... Uh, when he is masquerading as Turg uh, to hire these these thugs, he is Elias Turg. Elias, written very much like Alias.
1: Oh, goodness gracious. I didn't see that at all. But
0: even, but even beyond that... Okay, so we've got, okay, haha, kind of funny stuff. But... We have someone who's very heavily coded as German nobility. Mm. And it's worth remembering. Nowadays, we look back on Germany in the two world wars, and the ultimate evil is Nazis. But at this point, so this is 1940, March 1940 specifically, so we're very early in. Really, the, the menace of Germany in World War I, the generally accepted evil of Germany was the Kaiser, was the warmongering, Mm. and the Kaiser being the head of German nobility. Even at this point, even in World War II, the professional core of the German army was, by and large, Prussian nobility. They were the ones who were in the high rankings. Uh, Nine out of the 16 field marshals uh, in the Wehrmacht in World War II were some form of german nobility hmm. so you really have this is i think the face of the german fear at this point that in addition we don't have like the fanatical uh ss man right now instead we have here is the warmongering german nobility it's not a crowd it's kaiser yes it's exactly that okay. uh, i Uh, One of the podcasts that I'm a huge fan of, uh, Dan Carlin's Hardcore History, made the excellent point that the best piece of PR that the Kaiser ever got was Hitler. Because in comparison to Hitler, the Kaiser is just this... He's noble. No, no, we wouldn't go that far. Uh, But more not competent enough and didn't really understand that war wasn't a game like everybody else he didn't know the consequences he just he was a little he was war happy but so was pretty much everybody and at the time he was the face of the crowd. this savage beast you've seen that. the hun yeah, yeah you've seen that picture yeah. of the the dark gorilla with the white woman uh stop this brute that was the kaiser And I think this is an instance of let's. That's still the face of the German fear at this point. Currently, yeah. And then in a year or so, we will stop having that. It's going to be scarier. (laughs) Yep. And it's. The plot actually makes sense because the name of the ship is the Ronij. Hmm. I'm sure I'm mispronouncing that. R O N I J. Which is a Polish name. So realistically, the idea is that they're going to blame the U.S. false flag operation for. The destruction of this Polish ship. Even if it's not the Polish government, if the Allies had felt, hey, shipping out of an East Coast American port is not a safe place, if Americans are that up in arms against the Allied cause, if they're that much fascist sympathizers, you build tension between the U.S. and the Allies, which, you know, this plan makes sense. This issue makes sense.
1: This is almost... almost too cerebral for a Batman comic. It's way more real than it's, Yeah, anything. it's it's the most realistic one. Even more so than, of course, The Scarlet Horde. The Scarlet mm-hmm. Horde had its own sci-fi it, element to it, it. That was allegorical. It was allegorical, but this is scary. This Either is way. a Tom Clancy book. Yeah. It's a good way to put it. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so I could see
0: Jack Ryan in that.
1: Yeah. So, the next issue, again, Batman's still on the cover, number 38, Detective Comics big splash Batman holding a circular paper sort of thing that you kind of see people like circus people jump through jumping through it is everyone's recognizable favorite sidekick Robin and the title reads this essential the sensational character find of 1940 Robin the boy wonder now I'm going to take a second here Robin is written in very flowy medieval script this is the thing that's going to bother me to no end and I'm going to get into this very much in the end but this is the this is the Robin origin episode uh, issue mm-hmm. and it's incredible. And I, I love it so much because it's Robin's origin and we see the Haley Circus. It's it's things are starting to look very familiar the more familiar you are with Batman and the the more you are looking for nostalgia out of this. Mm-hmm. So we see Haley Circus, Dick Grayson hears that Haley is being leaned on by these guys to pay money. Uh, Haley refuses to pay Because he's an honest man And the next night Dick's family is killed Because there's poison put on the ropes Of their trapeze act And they fall to their death Or acid, sorry, correct Acid is put on the ropes of their trapeze And they fall to their death Dick sees this You know, is terrified After the show, you know Haley has to, of course, pay these guys Because they just killed two of his acts They're, They're serious Bruce finds Dick as Batman. Says, hey, sorry about your folks. I want to help you get revenge. Help you get the guys that did this to your family. And the kid's like, yeah, let's do it. Strange man in a costume. I've grown up in the circus. You're not the weirdest (laughs) thing I've seen. That's fair. So Bruce takes him back to his mansion, reveals his identity, makes him swear an oath by candlelight.
0: So this is actually the first person he's revealed himself to. Yeah, this
1: is... In canon, we're not, no argument, he reveals himself to Dick Grayson. He's showing Dick how to do acrobatic tricks, and he goes, as far as swinging on ropes, you could probably teach me a thing or two. So Bruce is acknowledging Dick's skill. Mm-hmm. And then we see them teaching each other how to fight, teaching judo moves and boxing, and he gets the, the green speedo, red vest suit with the yellow cape. Mm-hmm. They tell you it is Robin Hood, is the the namesake. And I don't understand why Robin Hood. Because in the beginning here, uh, the very first page, it says, A laughing, fighting, young daredevil who scoffs at danger like the legendary Robin Hood, whose name and spirit he has adopted. Robin, the boy wonder. They don't steal from rich people. They don't give money back. They stop injustice. But that was Robin Hood's thing, was fighting the injustice of the sheriff and King John. Well,
0: I'm actually curious now because I admit I don't know necessarily a ton about the Robin Hood myth and also that particular piece of history. It might actually be more just injustice from basically from an organized an organized crime. Uh I'm trying to remember bits and pieces, but if memory serves that was John while Richard was away being held hostage in Germany. Uh in that case, it might not actually be. I, I don't know when the stealing money comes in and redistributing to the poor, if that is part of the core myth that existed at this point, or if it was just, hey, the guys in charge, the people the people who are bossing people around are evil. Time to just kick the crap out of people. I Which, don't again, know. isn't a
1: Batman thing that he's doing. He's not fighting the establishment. He's fighting criminals. The
0: very first story is fighting an organized crime that exists to such an extent that it is... Probably a functional government, well, because everyone, well, everyone, in the town knows we'll Boss Zuko. Right. So, so let's, for the record, are we pronouncing it Zuko or Zucco? It's probably
1: Zuko because that's way more
0: entertaining. It for is. Me. I'm
1: sure there's Avatar hints there, but it's. <laughs> I like to think of it because in Italian, uh, I believe it's Zuc- Zucchiero or something like that, or is uh, is sugar? <laughs> I like the, I like the idea that it's boss sugar. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> just makes me laugh. Um, it's probably not. I think I'm I'm incorrect. Um, yeah, boss Suko. So Bruce says, all right, you're ready. I've trained you. Let's go back to that town where your, where your family was killed and start figuring out who those guys were. So they go back, and he has Dick kind of dress up like a newspaper boy. And, of course, you know, hey, you're new. you got to pay up to the boss any money that you make for protection. And, of course, Robin is on orders to agree and appear timid. He's in. Robin's in on the inside now. And he hears that this is uh, who the who the boss is. Follows them to the location where the boss is. Tells Batman. But we see Boss Zuko, and I just love it because Boss Zuko is like uh, that weird Hanna Barbera or Chuck Jones mafia guy. Because he goes like, "Yeah, see, yeah." I actually counted it up. Five point two percent
0: of Boss Zuko's vocabulary in this is C, and one point four percent is Batman. Oh my gosh, I
1: love it. So, for an example. It isn't enough, see. You've got to get more money out of our out of our customers, see. I want to go to the butchers and the tailors. <laughs> it's just, it's just so comical and so stereotypical. He's got cigar smoke coming out of everything. He's fat. He's sweaty. He's he's gross looking. It's so funny. So basically, what Batman ends up doing, he says, now he knows where he, where this guy's going to strike. He starts getting all the guys who are leaning on these locations and just beating the crap out of them. And he's busting up this guy's operations he goes to a casino and he wrecks the casino and like gets all these people to like just take all the money and run so one thing i want to point out about in
0: that panel so we've already seen some reuse of imagery and like character designs because if you look at the origin story for robin very similar like there's a particular shot of Dick that is very much the shot of Batman looking down at his dead parents and saying mother, father uh, I, I I, have to fight against injustice the rest of my life same character design we're going to see Cocaine Dandy a couple times
1: oh my god that guy yeah the guy who looks like he's super high Cocaine Dandy Cocaine Dandy we're going to put a picture of Cocaine Dandy up but I just like that idea that that's what his name is now Basuko's Furious his uh, operations are getting busted up, and a bat flies into his home, courtesy of Batman, like a legit bat, not like like Batman's... they shipped a box with a bat in it to Zuko's house. Which you know the bat isn't dead. There's no holes in that box. It's like they did like the sleeping with the fishes thing, except they put a bat in a box, and it's kind of scary. And just to think about the fact that Batman probably had this bat and like trapped it held it for a while, put it in, like, a roses box, shipped it to them, and was like, here you go, here's a semi-vicious and starved animal. One other thing that I want to call out,
0: during Batman's rampage through all of the different spots, uh, there's a line, what'll I tell Boss Zuko? Just say, the Batman. Yeah. Here's the thing. When I read that, I couldn't help but think, just say No. How much better would Nancy Reagan's ad campaign Just say have the been? Batman? Yes, or better yet, the the Batman becomes a third answer to a binary question. Yes, no, no or and the, the ba- Batman and
1: the Batman. So in The Bat in the Box uh, ship, you've got a letter where Batman calls Zuko out and he says, "Look, I want you to come to this location. We're going to have it out. We're going to we're going to we're going to settle this like men." It's an abandoned... Well, not really abandoned. It's a construction site. of a skyscraper. These guys take an elevator up. And the first person they run into is Robin. And Robin starts beating the tar out of these guys. He's throwing crap at them. He's knocking them out. He's fighting them. He's knocking... He, he's kicking. He's punching. He, he's taking a lot of these men on. And he's very good. It's very impressive. And he gets in kind of a, a, a sore spot here where, the, where he's kind of trapped on this girder. And he falls and he's hanging there. And a guy comes to, like, step on his hands to, like, knock him off. And Robin swings and kicks him, kicking the gunman off the girder into space. That's a very code way for saying the child just killed someone. Robin's on the board. Robin's on the board. (laughs) Body count one for Robin. Robin just kicked a man off of a building.
0: And it's interesting to note from the very beginning we're seeing a difference in robin's fight style this is showy he's his first fight scene he's tumbling is in a lot. girders yeah like he is doing like
1: he is doing the monkey
0: bars thing he, uh, it's
1: acrobatic yes. he's having an acrobatic fight scene and it's very cool um, batman swings in to start fighting these guys cuz they all start pulling guns out to shoot the small child like they probably should have started to do at the very beginning of this fight And Batman ropes a dude who's trying to run away. Hangs him by a girder and says, I want a confession out of you, Robin. Here, stand up here. And here's the acid that they use to kill your parents with. Start pouring it on the ropes when this guy gets too uppity. And the guy goes, no, 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 no. I'll tell you everything. Signs a confession. Tells everything. Zuko sees this. He says, you dirty squealer. Pushes the guy off of the the balcony. But what I really think is interesting here is that we're going to go back... To that segment where the guy's tied up, Mm -hmm. Batman's interrogating him, and in the next panel where he's getting the confession, the guy is not tied up anymore, he has no rope around his neck, he's very much safe. Yeah. He He has been pulled up, untied, he has agreed basically, alright,
0: I'm going to write this.
1: Right. Now what's interesting is in this next panel, on the next page, when Zuko knocks the guy off the building... The first thing you read is, snap it, Robin. And I don't know if snap no, it is a cuss? No, it's the camera. I don't know. It's the camera. Okay, so... Which is its own... So what
0: happens is, if remembering uh, what happens, he gets knocked off by Zuko. Batman stands there and Robin shoots a picture of it so that they have photographic evidence... Of Zuko murdering a guy so that they can get him arrested.
1: Okay, so I'm going to so go that as one for both of them. Yes,
0: they explicitly stand there <laughs> while a guy they just gave
1: an agreement of protection to gets murdered. Yeah, that's one for each of them. Yep, that's a yeah, that's t- I, so. What I read that as mm. Bob Snapped Kane. The rope or... Bob Kane forgot to draw the rope in the last panel. The guy was still tied up, and when Zuko pushed him, it was going to hang him. But instead he told Robin to snap the rope so he doesn't hang, and told Robin to basically kill that guy. And I was like, Wow, that's really dark really quick. <laughs> Both of these interpretations of the, are dark. Neither of those is better than the other, but this is yours is far worse. Now that I read that, I'm like, Oh my god, that's exactly what happened. Because they say, like, now we've got a picture of it, now we have a confession, you're screwed. Zuka gets put away. Robin says, like, well, that was great, and Batman's like, you did a great job, you know, would you like to stay with me and be my sidekick? And he goes, you know what, I think my parents would be okay with me doing this. And I'm like, I don't think your parents would be okay with you staying with a strange man who's teaching you how to fight people. But, I don't know your parents very well, so maybe that's the thing that they would like. The only things we know about them is that they were named John and Mary. Right. And... There's the great, the great part of this is in the last panel and Batman's got a, or Bruce has a line and says, okay, you reckless young squirt. I had to, I had to wail you for jumping those men alone. Why didn't you wait for me? And Robin says, ah, oh, I didn't want to miss any of the fun. Say, I can't hardly wait till we go on our next case. I bet it'll be a corker. Thank you, 1940s dialogue. But the fact that they're like already chummy. Mm-hmm. And that's the last issue we're going to go into for this episode. Mm-hmm. And, just like a couple of things with this with this one uh, story this is very much Batman this yes. is the most Batman story we've read the entire time is this issue and it's fantastic it's fun it's got Robin it's got Batman they're fighting criminals they foil you know uh, an organized crime gang this is closest to Falcone as we've ever seen for mm-hmm. Batman it's very much a Batman story Batman stopping organized crime in a city oh. getting revenge
0: I would almost say it's less of a Batman story and more of a Robin story. And I'm actually seeing a lot of echoes with, for me, uh, the Batman era that resonates the most is actually, like, Greg Rucka. I think it was Rucka who had a run on Nightwing that I loved. This That sense of, I'm going away to Bloodhaven, establishing my own identity as Nightwing and taking on the crime issue there. Hmm. And this has that same sense in a lot of ways. It's a separate location, a different city. It's organized crime, it's,
1: it's not a supervillain. Yeah. And okay. it's,
0: well, it, Blue Heaven has plenty of that, but it's more that feel of organized crime first and foremost, in the same way that uh, Intergang is an organized crime yeah, okay. group first and a s- bunch of supervillains
1: for second. So, another thing I want to talk about is the night vision glasses that Batman <laughs> has. Because, you know yeah, me, I've got to do a, a gear assessment. Night vision was a thing in the 30s. The first military version of night vision was uh, by the German army as early as 1939. But the first version being developed by AEG, which is the German electric company, it's something in German, is, I, I looked this up, it was starting in 1935. So there is night vision technology being developed very early, um, but even before this comic was created. And it was used in the war. The first version for America was developed by Dr. Vladimir K. Zwarkin for the Radio Corporation of America. And it was like a lot of infrared lights and shining it on stuff and big big bulky versions of night vision. It wasn't uh, what you would imagine it is now for the military, but it was crude forms of night vision so that is a thing that he could potentially sci-fi and he would be like oh yeah I heard that was a thing that was happening oh that's kind of neat so that's not out of the realm of possibility for Batman to have okay Robin this is the thing that's been bothering me ever since I found out that Robin was supposed to be Robin Hood Mm -hmm. in the cartoons in comics now in movies Robin is decidedly a bird thing you've got Tim Drake who is the red Robin very much a bird symbol on him the robin uh, batarangs are called birdarangs
0: which i still can't believe.
1: it's so stupid but that's what they're called there's a lot of bird imagery for robin um joker calls him like bird boy a bunch of times in the animated series he's decidedly a bird thing who screwed up in the dc offices and didn't do their homework to find out that robin was supposed to be robin hood it's the guy in the forest not the bird what happened there? Who who messed that up? And I want to know because the bird's better.
0: <laughs> yeah. The
1: bird motif is so much better because but it works. More
0: precisely, at least in my mind, I actually think that having at least some of the connotations of Robin Hood makes a ton of sense. But in terms of the depth of just the amount of jokes you can make about birds, there's yes. so much more yes. there.
1: Uh, It's so so much easier because it's a bat and a bird, not a bat and a medieval legend. What? What? Who decided that that, was
0: good? uh, That breaks the rule of... uh, Theme. There's
1: no theme here. And it's like, it's so weird. It's so weird that that is eventually... No one wants to talk about that. Because in every origin of Robin in the cartoons, comics now, it's not a... That's never spoken about. That's a weird thing to think about is that we're missing that quintessential bit of huge backstory for Robin. Mm-hmm. That he is motifed off of Sherwood Forest bow guy. Laughing at the people who are ostensibly stronger than him. Right. And, and I just, it's really something interesting to think about now. Because now you're never not going to think about that. Is the fact that this is super wrong and someone screwed up. But they were like, yours is better. Whoever it was, better idea we're going with that because that'll sell more
0: the way that i thought of uh robin in part because the very next story that we're going to go into next episode is the first appearance of the joker we have the man who laughs one issue after The the boy who
1: laughs the laughing boy yeah
0: and also we do admittedly now have the man who laughs as batman yeah
1: it's there's it's quirky batman it's laughing boy sidekick it's fun mm-hmm. batman's fun right now and it's yep. interesting and it's more engaging to a younger audience than dark brooding tortured there are two things i want to unpack there
0: the first is especially from a kid standpoint you can still get a lot of value out of the aesthetics of brooding without having. T- without being able to necessarily empathize with the specific parent's death thing. I mean, think about the animated series. In my mind, there's all of the aesthetics
1: of brooding, dark. And you know how that comes across, though? Bruce is a stick in the mud, and that's Robin's role, is to be humanizing. Robin's the kid analog whereas batman yeah you can want to be batman and you can like want to play that but batman's not a happy person
0: yeah but he has all the gadgets he has all the training he is the one who can do anything i'm puzzling all of these things through in my head but it feels to me like the role of robin is it's the tim drake thing without robin there batman just Goes off the rails. Uh, He spins. He (laughs) spins out of control. And and that's true. But but that (sighs) the point of Robin is, hey, he's somebody who I might be friends with, or I might be. But in terms of the the favorite, it's all about reflecting and changing the dynamic of Batman.
1: Robin's the foil. Robin's there to ground Bruce. And that's Mm -hmm. not true now. Robin's here... Because Bruce is like, Do you want to hang around? and he's like, Yeah, sure, let's kick some ass. Mm-hmm. It's very interesting well, because even in the stories that we read later in Batman One, mm-hmm. Robin isn't there to check Bruce. He's not there to help Bruce yeah. to humanize well, him to bring him back down. Which is not above
0: the obsession. We we still don't have Batman as that. And I don't think we will until uh, probably the seventies with Maybe. Uh God I'm uh neil Danny o'neill O'Neil, i suspect that'll be the point where we first get that at this point they're just two people who because, who have more fun going on adventures together which is weird makes, because you know
1: only parental death brought them together yeah hey your parents are dead that's cool do you want to like but, go have some adventures but yeah. that, <laughs> that's
0: the thing is at this point the parental death is an
1: origin story rather than right the it's the, not the character Yes,
0: exactly that. It's an order, it's,
1: it's it's a it's a means for getting its plot as opposed to character. It's a means for them getting together as opposed yes. to describing who Robin and who Batman are. It's it's video game logic. Yeah, God, yeah. So we've covered a lot in this episode. We were kind of meandering there in the beginning episodes, but or the beginning issues. But we're I swear we're going to get issues and episodes sorted out. We're never going to say the same one twice. But we're gonna we're gonna get it right one day. We're gonna call issues issues and not episodes. Um, Someday that may happen. Someday, but it is not this day. Um, We covered a lot today. Uh, We got to, I think, a really good point for people when it comes to Batman, which is Robin. Batman doing Batman stuff before that with Hugo Strange, with the spies, and now we have Robin. This is quintessentially, this is now a Batman you should recognize. It only took... Just shy of the
0: year, at about 12 pages. Well, let's average it at about 9 pages per issue.
1: Batman's become Batman. Mm -hmm. Which is more than I can say, again, for Superman. Who has a (laughs) year, and is so unrecognizable. And I can't wait till we get to Superman, because it's so funny. It's so funny, it's so entertaining. But Batman becomes Batman real quick. Or at least he becomes... A Batman or Batman, you can put you
0: can put your finger on. And I would argue that we're not quite there. We have, I, I would say, we're seventy five percent of the, the way there right now. I think the next the next uh, episode, uh, the current plans that we're going to go through the entirety of just one issue, Batman number one, which, which is a quarterly, which has five stories total, one of which is a recopy paste of the Batman origin story.
1: So, four full stories. A Joker issue, a Hugo Strange issue, which is the Monster Man. Oh, wow, yeah. All four of those are
0: recognizable supervillains. The
1: Catwoman issue, and then another Joker issue.
0: Next episode, we are by and large going to see real Batman, Batman.
1: So, we're getting ready uh, to go to the next episode, which is going to be Batman number one. DC Detectives can be found on iTunes and Stitcher. To stay in the know, check out our Facebook, Twitter, and Tumblr pages.
0: Visual aids, episode notes, and more can be found on DCDetectivesPodcast.com.
1: The dynamic duo was all prepped and ready for action. I'll admit, it happened a lot sooner than I would have guessed. Robin's first kill came as a surprise to both of us. Who knew the kid had it in him? We were getting somewhere, though. Things were beginning to look the way they should caped crusader and boy wonder even hugo strange stopped by to pay a visit this was progress but we weren't going to fool ourselves there were still missing pieces they were caricatures of classic characters color and light but nothing behind their vivacious exteriors we had our main players though the game could really begin